have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that men and women are different. It's not just the obvious physical differences of boy parts and girl parts, or of men's muscles and women's wombs, but it's the difference in how we fundamentally think and feel that makes us unique from one another. Many of you have probably heard of the popular books, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, or Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti, that speak toward these kinds of differences. It's no secret when it comes to one another's individual needs, women usually need to talk and feel loved emotionally, while men typically need to be respected and to feel loved in more physical ways. Now, I understand that not all men are the same and have different levels of need in this area, but I think it's safe to say that most men would agree with my mom, who would always tell me, one of the surest ways to a man's heart is through his stomach. I lost count of how many times I heard her tell me and my sister this growing up. I I remember laughing every time she shared the story of how her mom used to encourage her during the beginning stages of my parents' budding relationship, you know, to simply bake a fresh loaf of bread to give to my dad to enjoy. Mom was a fantastic baker and cook, so dad really struck gold when he married her. When Tim and I first started courting, I would make large Sunday lunches for my sister's family to eat with me after church and would put the leftovers aside to give to Tim for his Monday dinners since he would work a full day at the law office, then spend the rest of the evening in seminary classes. On top of that, he hated cooking. So my way of helping him and softening his heart was to have a meal prepared in advance that all he had to do is just reheat when he got home. Looking back, Tim tells me that simple act of care fixing him a variety of good meals, even if they were just leftovers, meant more to him than almost anything else I tried to do for him. Even to this day, he tells me my efforts to regularly serve his favorite at dinner or to try new recipes with the specific goal of finding new favorites to add to the menu is one of the biggest encouragements to his day. I've also discovered it's not just what I'm making for dinner that serves my husband, but in how I serve it. What most people would pass over as being insignificant, it stands out to him. For example, if I time it just right and have dinner on the table right as Tim gets home from work, I'm able to put a smile on his face. Respecting his seat at the head of the table and being sure his plate is the first to go down not only sends a message to the kids, but sends a message to Tim and serves as a reminder to me of who the head of our home is. Now, Please don't get the wrong impression. I am not perfect at this and have many times gotten distracted or wasn't thinking about Tim at all in the midst of everything else going on and, you know, juggling infants, corralling toddlers, folding laundry, ugh, etc. The list can go on and on about that. And it was never the end of the world, but I think it did rob Tim of the joy and contentment he would have normally received by that simple act of respect and service that says, as the head of the home, you come first. So I found my mom was right. The way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Of course, it isn't just what I serve for dinner that makes him feel loved, but it's what I serve him for romantic dessert after dinner is finished and after the kids are in bed. And this is something I've discovered mostly on my own, though I've received some good advice from trusted women in my life. I've come to learn the second way to a man's heart, or I should clarify, the second way to your husband's heart since I don't believe what I'm about to say is appropriate if you're unmarried, it's through how a loving wife serves her husband in the bedroom. Now, 
I'm a little uncomfortable to even talk about it, but I found a lot of really helpful marriage advice by a fellow pastor's wife named Carolyn Mahaney, who once admitted that one of the best ways she's found to encourage her husband is through intimacy. And yes, that even goes for the pastor. I know Tim talked about this subject in an episode on The Bedroom in his series on The Christian Home. And the reason he put that episode out there and the reason I wanted to bring it up in this episode is because Tim and I both have a heart to see more happy marriages and happy homes out there. And intimacy is a critical part of that for husbands and wives. I love how Carolyn Mahaney challenges wives to serve their husbands in this important area of marriage in three very practical ways. In the same way, the how you put a meal on the table can make just as much of a difference as the what you put on the table, Carolyn reminds wives to be just as intentional in how they approach intimacy. She gives three really helpful suggestions as a means of serving their husbands. To be attractive, be available, and be anticipatory. The first one, be attractive. Well, think back, ladies, to before you were married— Most of us would never be caught dead without our hair and makeup fixed before going out of the house, especially if we were going to meet up with our potential mate. However, it's so easy to fall into the habit of just, you know, letting ourselves go when we're married. If we don't have to leave the house for the day, we don't bother to fix our hair or faces and most likely never change out of our pajamas and shower. (laughs) Um, Now, I'm pointing all fingers back at myself here, so don't get offended. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad when your kids see you fixed up for the day and immediately ask, Hey, are we going somewhere, Mama? (laughs) It's easy to forget that our husbands deserve our best. And when we make the effort to look nice and smell nice for him, it makes a huge difference in keeping the spark in our marriage. This also communicates the subtle message that you care more about what your husband thinks instead of what others think. The second suggestion, be available. Ask yourself the question, is your personal calendar and to-do list around the house so full you really have no free time to spend with your husband? If so, you may have scheduled too much on the calendar. You may be trying to do too much around the house. Even if it means canceling unnecessary social events or putting off vacuuming until tomorrow or delegating a couple more chores to your oldest kids, you've got to let some things go if you want to keep your husband a priority. Even if it means scheduling on the weekly calendar dedicated evenings with your husband, put it on the schedule. That's not to take spontaneity out of the mix, but it is to put priority back in the mix. The third suggestion Carolyn Mahaney gives is to be anticipatory. Now, honestly, ladies, this is probably the hardest of all three to apply Because assuming you really are worn out from a full schedule of responsibilities and are having trouble weeding them out, your mind is typically on all those other responsibilities and sex is the last thing on your mind. Here on the homestead, I have so many things that fill my schedule. Because it's a working farm, there's just never a shortage of jobs that are either mentally or physically exerting. Add in my type 1 diabetes, which constantly causes my blood sugars to spike and plummet, affecting my strength and stamina, I seriously have to mentally plan for intimacy and intentionally look forward to time with Tim. Again, I found scheduling this has its advantages. I mean, even if spontaneity is the spice of life, I'll be honest, if Tim and I relied only on spontaneity, uh, we'd have the romantic life of dry oats versus, you know, a juicy steak. (laughs) Why? Why? Because we keep ourselves so busy. 
But by planning specific times, days, you know, evenings that are just for Tim, I can ensure I don't put too much on my plate and I can keep an extra close eye on my blood sugars throughout the day so that I have energy by the time Tim gets home. Not to mention by anticipating and planning for the time, it also helps, you know, like the old saying is, get your head in the game, so to speak. The brain is the largest sex organ after all. If you're not looking forward to the time, chances are that time just isn't going to happen. And the excuse, and often the reality of being too tired, usually wins the day. Well, I know everyone is different and in different walks of life, you know, with little ones or teenagers or the emptiness, so you have to work out a way that works for you. Just remember, it's a wonderful way to show love to your husband, and in my opinion, that's one of the great privileges a wife has. And believe me, ladies, when you're loving your husband, chances are that's going to motivate him to express love right back in all the ways that serve you best. So if you're looking for something to do this week, fix your husband his favorite meal and be sure to find time for that romantic dessert afterwards. Not as another box to check off, but as a way to really love your man. Thanks for listening in today. I hope this topic was a help and blessing to you wives out there. You know, like and subscribe to our YouTube or podcast channels to follow us on our journey. You can learn more about our homestead and what we do at www.thecanardhomestead.com. Until next time, God bless. Mm